Back at the 14. Goes to Brown. Brown trying to wiggle free. Still fighting for it. Brown takes it all the way. Unbelievable effort. Brown, we just got done talking about his ability to run after catch. Catch, caught, tackled basically. Gets free. Now the other people, he'll be down. Boom, gets free again. They got to go for two. What a play, though. You're right, Jim. Unbelievable. Bull rush through that secondary. Got away from Peters. Got away from Clark. There's Clark not able to hold on. Peters tries. Still fighting for it. He drags another defender. Queen with him into the end zone. And that's one of the best plays of the whole season. Welcome along. This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. And yes, we are 7-3. and Yes, I'm pretty sure we all thought we were going to be. No problems at all in dispatching Baltimore. Easiest game of the season. Um, don't know what we were worried about. Um, I'm Adam, Miles and Brian are here alongside me too. We, well, we've got a game to celebrate, uh, which is a few weeks overdue. Um, yeah, Brian, you were the most confident of us all on the podcast last week. Um <laughs> And it turns out you were right. Maybe not quite the manner that we thought, but, but um, yeah, allow yourself to be smug for a moment. Yeah, I I, uh, I enjoyed that one. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a, a point that uh, I actually missed the first half because Arsenal put me to sleep. Um, but I, I woke up <laughs> in a panic and I checked the, the WhatsApp group and I had like 70-something missed messages. And I read... Brown and broke his arm, and I was like, oh, no, AJ Brown, and I was the wrong Brown. I was all over the place. And then I looked at the score, and I was like, oh, well, that sounds terrific. And then uh, and then the second half happened, and we, well, especially fourth quarter, we, we looked really good in all aspects of the team, which is something we haven't had recently. Uh, yeah, very enjoyable comeback win, really. Oh, absolutely. It's, it, was, it was a weird mood, and... Titans Twitter just uh, we we talked about this before. It exaggerates. It's like alcohol. It exaggerates everything. Like the good yeah. is massively overstated, and the bad. Wow! If things go, things look like they're going wrong. Titans Twitter will certainly tell you. Um, I think a bit of that seeped into our WhatsApp. Uh, Miles, I mean, the most positive man on this podcast. Um, even you were a bit negative on Sunday before the game, let alone when the game started. Um, I don't yeah. think this, this, this isn't you, for starters. Um, no, well, talking of alcohol affecting how things can be, that must have been the answer. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have an unbeaten fantasy team which has Lamar Jackson in it, so maybe that part of me sort of sunk in, sort of slightly wishing that Lamar Jackson would pop off, which he'd done enough for me. I'm still unbeaten. But no, I, I mean... Yeah, normally I'm the I'm the crazy sort of oh yeah, no doubt there's no way this team can beat us and Brian took over from that for a week, but we were <laughs> I, I, I agreed that the the first half, I'm not gonna lie, it was classic Titans and it's just sort of defense is nowhere, oh offense can't get the ball wrong, what's Tannehill doing? Oh, why can't we get a sack? Classic sort of thing. We still only got one sack in the game, but at least we didn't celebrate it that long that we gave away a field goal in the end like the week before. But it was just a, the fourth quarter was a joy to watch. It was it was one of them where it, I wish we just played one quarter, almost, and that'd just be the game, and we'd we'd, we'd live, all sort of live much longer. The the team sort of we're a second half team anyway, which we've been now for the past couple of years, 
Although I think we've used that as an excuse a couple of times to say that actually we're not very good at the start of games ever. So we can't get any worse when it comes to the second half. But I mean, Derek Henry gets stronger. That's just how it is. Teams get tired and Derek Henry doesn't. Derek Henry doesn't know the meaning of getting tired. So any defender going into the fourth quarter, God bless him for trying to tackle him. But you see what happens as, as the game gets on and on and feeding in the ball, it was it's sort of, I'll admit when Baltimore won the toss and I know we'll get into it, it was a little bit like we've just seen him go down the field and score quite quickly on us. But there was something about it going into overtime that was, what, we've, we've done it before in overtime, why not? do the same and the lads went on to do as proud and yeah if we could forget that first half it was a pretty brilliant game it felt a bit like to me the the Pittsburgh game in that the, we were up against it and behind and just I mean the Pittsburgh game it kind of came too late okay I think Goskowski missed the kick in the at the end of that game but it felt like we were just running out of time to finish the comeback and this time we we had enough time to finish the comeback and it I felt that yeah if the Pittsburgh game had gone to overtime I'd have had similar feelings about that and and confident that the way the momentum was shifting that we could have got it done um yeah I think sim- similar to you even even losing the toss in overtime and you you mentioned the one sack what a time to get that um when yeah I mean but Lamar wasn't Vintage Lamar, I don't think. I mean, the Baltimore did okay on the ground with Dobbins, um, but they were they weren't fluent. I, I wouldn't have said. Um, yeah, the the drive towards the end of the game to take it to overtime looked looked good in a two minute drill. But I think the our defense was just better. You know, even, even early in the game, when yeah, there's a bit of negativity about things. It felt like. Yeah, we've been on a iffy run of late. Um, but yeah, twenty-one ten down in the third quarter. Um, Brian, you picked the right time to to join the game, um, so to speak. Um, yeah, what a beautiful comeback! If you can, call, well, you can call it that. Um, I mean, two plays for me. If you got got to choose between them, AJ Brown. Um, for his touchdown and then Derek Henry's in overtime. It's a tricky decision as to which bit of commentary to put at the start of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, 20, 21-10 in the in the third quarter, it felt like a lot of things were 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 sort of slipping. Um but yeah, I don't, I don't think it took long of, or much of the the offense starting to get things going and the odd stop on on defense for me to actually believe um Brian you I mean you said that yeah miss, missing the first half was probably quite good tactically um but hey yeah how did you feel when you joined the game well I I actually said on, on the podcast last week I think the Ravens are a bit overrated this year I think they're they're not functioning how they were last year I think they were struggling particularly in the passing game Lamar has looked anywhere near as good as he was last year for me um, and then they're, they're actually quite weak against the run with a couple of key guys out and I just felt like we had a few good matchups there that we could actually exploit and uh, as Miles pointed out there I don't know if you saw the uh, baldy breakdown of Derek Henry 
just absolutely chopping wood. Like you just yeah. in the end just grinding them down and grinding them down. And in the end, these arm tackles they just they just couldn't get they just couldn't stop him because he's still he's still going full pace, full pelt at at uh, in the fifth quarter and these guys don't wanna see any of it, you know. They, these are tackles that they'd have made in the first half or gaps that wouldn't have been there. Um, started appearing and yeah it just I think a lot could be said for us being a second half team that actually goes hand in hand with Derek just not slowing down and the, the defence getting tired I think a lot of credit has to actually go to Arthur Smith and we've, we say that a lot um, but earlier in the game Baltimore seemed to take away sort of the, the play action throw the middle of the field that we seem to we generally love and Tony Romo and Jim Nance pointing this out. You know, we've got to go outside, and we, when we did go outside, it was working. And I think Arthur made a few changes in offense. And second half, uh, obviously, we're we're looking much better. Corey Davis came into the game, and yeah, just once once that started to open up, it felt that they couldn't stop us. And then, you know, but by, by its nature. Um, Tannehill gets a gets a few yards. It opens things up for Derek Henry. You know, one thing one thing always always helps the other. Um, Mars, how about on defense? You know, I think credit there as well. Um, you know, particularly this the secondary. Yeah, yep, yeah, I agree. I mean, Desmond King obviously made an instant impact in his first game in, but you can see there that there is more confidence with the defensive backs when it comes to holding up the sort of deep ball plays. I mean, Baltimore, granted, the Mark Andrews touchdown that they got the long one, to me, it was one of them. I think Romo even said it, like, defensively, you're sort of on top of that, and it's just sort of, it's a brilliant play, and Lamar, yeah. for all his doubts, it's an incredible throw that only a few quarterbacks can actually make. So, I mean, if you take that away, on coming away from that game, the biggest sort of disappointment that you can say in defense is what's happened with Brown. Because other than that, and Obviously, we're wanting to get more pressure on the quarterback, which you can see we still got a bit of pressure on him. It was just getting him down, which isn't easy when he's quicker than anyone else on the field anyway. But I think overall on defense, you can see the improvements are starting to come through. Now, obviously, we can say it's down to King coming in, but also, as much as I hate to admit it, ever since Clowney's not played, the defense has almost looked like a bit more of a unit. And obviously, Vic Beasley going, not that he made a difference anyway, but he's with him going as well. The, I don't know, it just looks like, it's almost like they've shown that the people have been questioning this, the, the manlyhood almost, and we knew they needed a bit of a kick up the ass, and that seems to be what's happened. Simmons, to me, continues every game to grow and look just unstoppable, and now teams are more aware of him, that they're having to double-team him. And obviously, we saw the benefit with Laundry with his important sack. I think overall it's coming together a little bit better now and hopefully we can take it on into next week because even though the Ravens are a team that, granted, haven't been what they were last year, they, they're still they're still a very good line, even though the line's missing a couple of big names and it's getting into change. There's still a lot of offence that they have there to deal with and we looked fairly comfortable most of the game, even in the first half when they were scoring on us. It wasn't like... It never looked like it was going to be a blowout. It wasn't that sort of game. It just... And like you were saying with um, the calling by Arthur Brown with um, Henry, I actually like where you see a lot of the time team, teams will stuff Derrick Henry early on, but he knows that we're never going to give up on Henry. 
we know that it's one of them where we'll just, okay, we'll get the play action going and we'll just slowly introduce it again towards the second half. And that's where it pays off. If you ask me which of the touchdowns was my favourite, the fact that Henry's literally spelt an L, I think, <laughs> overtakes the fact, even though Browns was brilliant, uh, it took it took a Titans, I think it was McNichols or whoever it was who gave him a little bit of help in hand at the end. Derek Henry literally spelt an L on the field as he won the game, which if you're telling me that wasn't a pre-call that they knew it was going to spell it, then I don't believe you. Well, so I am going to say that. Let's do the L. Play the L. <laughs> uh, look, it looked great, didn't it? And the, the cuts. And we all we all know and about Derek Henry's size and his speed together, which is generally unstoppable anyway. But that cut he made, um, great blocking as well. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those. Once he's got seven or eight yards, he's gone, and you know it. And the relief, it's out of Goskowski's hands as well, which was the sort of fear um, as that that drive was progressing that it would come. Yeah, he had a perfect game. Perfect game by Goskowski. Done everything we needed of him. Four kicks. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. But a re- the reason <laughs> his game stayed perfect might have been that he wasn't needed <laughs> in overtime. But I, Listen, you, yeah, you can look knows. at it however you want. <laughs> it was a perfect <laughs> game. Brian, how about our O line? Now, this, I think this was one of the big reasons that it started to come together in the second half. Um, I don't want to say Sambrilo going out of the game and Questenbury coming in as the only reason, but I think that did weirdly have an impact. Um, yeah. We're missing Taylor Luan, we know that. Um, Roger Saffold, we missed. Um, with signs, you know, ben, ben Jones isn't quite fit, um, but I mean, the, the right side looks okay. I mean, how do you, how do you see that? Are you concerned going forward? I'm a little bit concerned, but I don't know whether Saffold will be back um, soon. I think Sam Brelo looks like like he might be injured now as well. Um, yes, I think he is. Yeah, I think Ben Jones. Ben Jones is kind of was in and out, wasn't he, of the game? So I don't, I don't know whether he might be okay, good to go. But uh, I want to shout out Nate Davis for his massive and continued improvement. He just he just gets better and better every week, and and Kelly. We know we know what Kelly is. He's, you know, he's not he's not an elite right tackle. We know that. We already knew that. But he's he's good. He's good. We enough. love Dennis so, Kelly. Yeah, we love Dennis Kelly. I I, I loved his touchdown last year. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I mean the right hand side's fine. Um, Saffold, I'm happy with. Ben Jones is one of the best centers in the league, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care what anyone says. And where's the big guy? Where's Isaiah Wilson? It's it's still, still a weird one. We know we now know he can get dressed, which is good. Um, good yeah. We we didn't know that before this weekend. Um, it's it's it says something that with Sambrilo getting injured, Questenbury comes in that he's still not getting a snap now. But just look at him, you know the the size of him, the attributes. He's hopefully he can be coached into becoming something good. Maybe he just needs the first year to. To grow, I don't want to say grow up a bit or you know, ease ease himself into it. It might be a long term investment that pays off, but we're not, you know, as as it stands, we're not seeing any value from having him. Um, I'm guessing he's still not going to be a starter, even with Sambrilo's injury. Um, well, I thought, yeah, Questenberry played pretty well actually when he came on. 
yeah, I mean, I it's not so. needed. If other guys are performing ahead of him, absolutely don't play the guy. But, you know, it would be nice to see him maybe get one or two snaps in there, you know, just just put him out there, see what he's got. I mean, you, you don't always know what you've got until the game situation. Practice doesn't always bring out the best in certain players. We've seen it before in, in football where some reserve some reserve wasn't being able to get in the team goes elsewhere and becomes becomes a worldie, you know. It's, it's sometimes it's just about opportunity and you know it, with that size, there's no way he can't be serviceable. I yeah, you know? I I'm I'm with you. I I'm surprised, I mean I think we'll see something from him at some point, whether it's a goal line situation, like an extra tackle in there. You know, yeah, imagine Henry running behind him on the goal line. How I don't know how you how you stop that. <laughs> it just yeah. seems it just seems listen, simple to me. When 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 Bruce Banner became the Hulk for the first time, do you think he just went out and went full pelt and started attacking people? I think he needs easing into the game when you're someone of that size. You can't just release something like that to people. It's just not fair. Like other people have families and stuff. You need to actually contain the power within at first before we can actually. That's what I think. I think we're just being nice to the rest of the league. Like we know what. Because honestly, I I didn't feel confident about him at all. But once I saw him, I'll say training or working out before the game, where really they just do a couple of high steps when you're on the line, and it's that's all you really need to do. It's it's like when I saw Henry in the off season working out. It's like. Look at the size of him. It's like literally, it's almost impossible not to be a success when you're that size and you've seen like how he can move. I think it's just one of them where they they, they don't want to rush him in. It's I normally you say you don't rush one in unless you need him, and you'd argue losing Taylor Luan that we do need him. But after the way he came in, whose name I've already forgot, maybe you just mentioned when he came in, he was perfectly serviceable. It's like Dennis Kelly. It's like what. Football fans, if someone's going to come in and they're going to work hard and do a decent job, that's all you can ask for them, for someone who's not known as a starting in that position. And I was perfectly happy with the way the line performed, especially in that second half, which, again, came because of the injury. But I think going into the Colts, that'll be their big test for them because it's a much more aggressive line because the Ravens were missing Calais Campbell and uh, someone else who I did think made a big difference to how we ran the ball against them. Yeah, we it it felt like it it was it's weird like you say that it looked bad in the first half but seemed to sort itself out and in in the second half and you know, well yeah credit to Questenbury credit to Arthur Smith perhaps again um a bit bit of scheming um injuries are starting to mount up a little bit now we've had you know, Clowney has missed a couple of games he's going to miss a few more maybe maybe all of them um. Adoree Jackson, we still don't know what the story is. Um, he is practicing on a limited basis, but you know, each week, each week that goes by, it seems even weirder and weirder. Um, I, I started to think that we don't him getting him back isn't perhaps as vital as it was. Would that be would that be fair? I mean, our secondary stepped up a little bit. Um, I think it's yeah. a weird one. Go on, bro. Desmond, Desmond King was a really good acquisition. I, I'm, I'm a fan of his, and I think he could probably he could probably attribute the improvement to him being there now. Uh, also, the 
well, Breon Borders, that's Borders, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he seems to be playing really well uh, out of nowhere. He's just come out, literally come out of nowhere. It's uh, exactly what we need. Malcolm Butler's uh, playing uh, well, Malcolm I think, Butler's as well. Malcolm Butler's been fab, yeah. And uh, he, he's getting older, but, I mean, he, he, he still knows what he's doing. I mean, the whole, there are a few plays that uh, Kevin Byard had one, um, and he's been a bit absent this this year, arguably. Um, Desmond King had one at a critical moment when Baltimore uh, are driving, looked like they, they could score a touchdown and win the game right at the end. Um, sec- second and six, key pass breakup. Um, Butler had a couple. It seems seems to be, yeah, just just improvement where it where it's been badly needed. Um, back to the injuries though. I mean, Jayon Brown is is gone for the gone for the season. I mean, he's a a leader to me. Um, it's in a contract year coming up as well, um, which uh, that's potentially a, an off season debate. You know, him, Corey Davis, Adoree Jackson, and and others that. We're going to need to decide whether whether to pay or not. Um, yeah, with the special teams as well, Brett Kern is is out still. Um, the decision to play Trevor Daniel again, which was an odd one, although he didn't do anything wrong. Um, Nordy Goskowski or or the long snapper, which is the first time in a few weeks. So special teams, you've done okay. Uh, yeah, can we make that two weeks in a row? Who knows? Um, Colts coming up again now. <laughs> it's I don't know if it, I'm not going to say it's less important having beaten the Ravens um, because we still we still want to win this division and it's going to be hard to win the AFC South. We, we might still be a playoff team, but it's going to be hard to win a division if we don't beat them um, this coming weekend. Now. I've not got. We're not bringing uh, bringing Nate back to talk about the Colts again. You've just heard him, um, so it would feel a, perhaps a bit repetitive. And yeah, previewing the Colts, we sort of did that two weeks ago a bit, but we've we've got to find a way. How we, how are we going to beat them, Miles? Yeah, I'm back on the uh, the old crazy train. Uh, we're going to win comfortably. Um, the way we're going to beat them is the way that we've just beat the Ravens. Um, it's the only way that we can. We've just got to, we've got to stick in there for the first half. Um, watching, I watched a lot of the Colts versus the Packers game, and there were so many hit and miss moments with that Colts offense. There was just d- defensively, you know what you get with the Colts. They've got a great defensive line. Darius Leonard, as much as I despise to admit it, is one of the better linebackers in the league. But offensively, they were so hit and miss. Like. Philip Rivers was out of the game at one point because he has a poorly toe or something. And apparently that's an injury that he's carrying into the game, of which I think I replied, it's from stepping all that on all that 24 kids at home. But <laughs> apparently he's nursing a bit of an injury. And I mean, I just, they're running back Taylor. I think I said this last time, like he came out of college with this huge reputation, but really hasn't done much against what's meant to be an incredible offensive line. But I'm well, going into this. Hines was a much bigger threat than he was when well, we played well, a week ago. It's very true. And I think Rivers is always like that. He had Eckler when he was at the Chargers, and he's always had that sort of running back that he can dump the ball off to because he doesn't like moving very much, so he'll let someone else move for him. So I think I think with the Colts, it is going to be a matter of if we can stick around to the second half, not let it get away from us, 
and do very similar to what we've done against the Ravens, where just start getting the play action involved a little bit, get get their defense running around a little bit, and then just introduce Henry on them. And that's, I mean, that's our best bet for most games anyway. But having watched the Packers game, I do feel slightly more confident that we might be able to get something out of the game. So I'm back on the uh, easy six touchdown victory. That's more like it. It wasn't. I didn't enjoy it last week with without optimistic miles. No. Um, Brian, after all the the credit you took for predicting predicting our win a week ago, um, are you going to do the same thing? Uh, huh. <laughs> just just oh, say yes. No, oh, <laughs> oh, we're going to lose because we always lose to that bloody team. Yeah. Breaks my heart every time. Um, I don't know what it is about that team. Uh, one one thing I will say is we played them on a short week last time. Yeah. And... So did they. <laughs> yeah, but um, we won't we won't mention that bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, we we tend to not be as good on a short week. Uh, it's. I don't know if I've just completely made that up to be honest, but I'm gonna stick with that. Uh, it's gonna be. Is this what we call pulling at strings? This yeah, is this maybe. is me trying to find a way of making us win this game. Um, they're definitely beatable. The Packers, the Packers in the in the was it in the first half? Like they they tore them apart defensively. But Aaron Rodgers can do that to anyone at any given time. Uh, obviously, Tannehill's not on that level, but you know he's he can fl- he shows flashes every now and then. Yeah. I'll I'll help I'll help you find a reason, yeah. and that's that they've had a similar ridiculous overtime game that w- that we have, and they might be a bit emotionally spent, maybe a bit more so, just from the manner of it. Um, I also think that we, with our coaching, particular particularly on offense, and if there's, I mean, it that Thursday night game. There were ridiculous things that happened, you know, special teams. Um, but offensively in the second half, we were missing a little something. Um, yeah, it's a great defence that the Colts have got. But I think we're capable of adapting our game plan to what we've just seen. Um, I'm not saying the Colts aren't, aren't well coached as well, but I think I'm going to back... Arthur and Mike Vrabel to come up with something a bit different against them, um, having just been beaten by them. And sometimes you play a you play a team twice in in division in quick succession. It quite often goes that you'll split that the teams will split the games because the losing team's still angry and hurting even more even more so. Um, so there you go. That's my effort at clutching at straws. I like it. <laughs> Anything we can get, really. Um, a bit of breaking news. Well, breaking two hours ago, but I, I've just seen. Um, AJ Brown has become the first player in Good Morning Football history to win toe drag swag and angry runs in the same season. Um, <laughs> Miles, you're a resident Good Morning Football fan. Um, what is? Yes. Are these awards? Well. Kay obviously knows what she's talking about, but these are actually down to uh, Nate Burleson and uh, oh man, uh, Peter Schrager, Carl Brandt, 
the other three. But Cal Brandt is in charge of angry runs, which often ends up with uh, Derek Henry or anyone else who just decides to run someone over. And then Nate Burleson is our toe drag swag expert. Basically, he made a good run, which got him on angry runs. And previously in the season, he made a good catch where he used his tippy toes to stay in bounds. <laughs> and he got that award. But yes, the guys on uh, GMFB have been showing us a lot of uh, love. And obviously, K is just K, isn't she? Uh, you've got, yeah, you don't get shown love unless you earn it, I think, in, in this world. Um, yeah, it's that that touchdown from AJ Brown. We, uh, we touched on it. How he didn't talk about this a bit more, I don't know. That's on me, maybe. But. Third and ten, when in a situation where we have to score, we, a field goal isn't good enough at that point. Um, it's too late in the game to rely on a subsequent possession. Third and ten, and he catches the pass. Yeah, it's the right pass. Don't get me wrong, um, but that's going to be a fourth and four, fourth and five, because he's about to get tackled and breaks about seventeen tackles in the space of ten seconds to get himself in the end zone. And McNichols is there to help push him in or, well, actually more more realistically hang on his coattails and jump on his back when he, when he gets in. Um, what a phenomenal effort from a guy who had a couple of drops a week ago and started the game slowly. I think he just needs a bit of confidence, maybe. And one or two receptions, one or two tackles broken. He's suddenly a beast again. And he just... Love him so much. Um, Favourite player at the moment in a lot of ways. And he's... I mean, you can't... Not, there are so few people that can make a play like that at a moment like that. Um, So, yeah, AJ Brown, fantastic. Little other thing. In fact, I'm going to take us into uh, non-Titans related by saying this um, because it's nothing to do with anything. Good morning, football. How does it abbreviate to GMFB? I'm going to be nitpicking here. Football's one word, right? No, 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 no. You have a foot and you have a ball. <laughs> but it's, the logo is, I'm looking, I'm looking at it now. It's good morning football. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just not right. And I've, I've, it's going to irritate me every time I see it now. Um, Brian has to rush off. Um, it looks like <laughs> um, if you if you've got if you want to do a quick non Titans related. Um... Yeah, yes, I'm really sorry. Uh, my, That's my, right. Wants to turn up in 20 minutes is outside right now, um, so I have to shoot. But yeah, quickly Titans non Titans related. It relates to that game last night, um, uh, the Rams versus the Bucks, which was a, a great game actually. Uh, one thing pissed me off. And it was Tom Brady again refusing to shake the other quarterback's hand at the end of the game. It's just downright disrespectful. And I'm not a, I'm not a Brady hater like a lot of people are. But, Tom, you're out of order. 100%. Totally agree. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you go. Um, in fact, yeah, not just, not, just not, not shaking hands, but I don't, I don't know if it's trying to deflect the fact that he's had a terrible performance or if it's just him being childish. Um, I don't know how you're 20 years in the league and have six Super Bowl rings and you don't know that you can't throw two forward passes on the same play. Um, yeah, not his, uh, not his finest hour, Mr. Brady. 
There you go. Miles, um, yeah. what food-related um, ah. thing have you well, got? Actually, it's not really food-related. I, I don't know why I'm saying it's not really food-related. It's not remotely food-related. Though I was going to mention about the Titans, players all gathering on the uh, Ravens logo, speaking of like shaking hands and stuff. I did enjoy the idea of Harbaugh being angry with Rabel because that's a fight I would have loved to have seen. <laughs> I wonder how if that had anything to do with it, that whole business. I just, it's, it was just a weird one. It was like, because it's not like they were like, because who was it? Was it Terrell Owens or whatever who danced on the star in Dallas? Or uh, I can't remember who it was. And well, I remember Kevin when I did it a couple of years ago. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, obviously Kevin done it, but and I know that can be deemed disrespectful. But they literally just gathered on there. It's not like they were like, but I don't know. But after the game, seeing Harbaugh and Vrabel, I said, I just wanted to see one, one little slap from one of them, and then just it all pop off. Just to end it nicely, but there's, there's none of none of the other thirty-one head coaches are beating Vrabel in a fight. There's no way. I'm like, trying to think if there's anyone who could. It, well, the Forty Niners defensive coordinator, um, whose name slips in my mind, the bold fella. Ah, oh, that's going to annoy me. I reckon he could uh, beat people up. Vrabel, Vrabel. No, he'd fight dirty. You'd like to think you'd like to, something out. I mean, Ron Rivera. Uh, granted, he's been ill recently, but I reckon Prime Ron Rivera would have been all right. That's Ron's what we need. too nice. I think. Oh yeah, linebacker Ron's not though, is he? Uh, Riverboat Ron's maybe. quite nice, but not linebacker <laughs> Ron. Um, but talking of knocking things over, which is quite worrying, how well that links to my actual uh, non-Titans where. I was I've I've noticed a lot recently, and to me I have I have no issue with people wanting to cross the road, not in a traffic light. <laughs> so so Americans are like it's like jaywalking here, but no, my issue is it's people that decide that they're going to cross the road where they shouldn't do, but at their own pace. So if someone's just on the halfway down the road, they want to cross the road, but they're going to go slow, and they'll go slow, and they'll look at you and go, "I'm going to continue to walk slow because you're not going to run me over with your car." to which I have to break and slow to let them cross the road. I feel like there should be a rule in the highway code where if someone doesn't cross the road at the traffic lights and they're going to do it slowly, unless they're elderly or disabled, I'll let them off just. But if you're of like able ability to cross the road and maybe get a little bit of a pace on, get a pace on because you should be allowed to hit them on the road, just like cyclists. It's just manners. It's... You know, I think there are, there are people that will deliberately go slowly just yeah. to, just because they're they're smug. They're like, you're not going to hit me with your car. We should be allowed to. There should be a rule, and we might have to have cameras on our cars to prove that they're taking the mick when they're crossing the road too slow. But it's the way that they'll stop, and well, they won't stop. They'll just walk and they'll look at you, but then almost get slower, and you just say, oh, I just want to mow you down. But obviously, I'm not allowed. So I've sort of added them to the list of cyclists of people that don't belong on the road. Like if cross at a traffic lights, it's bad enough that you're making me stop at the traffic lights, but yeah, that's the highway code. I'll deal with it. But like crossing halfway down the street just to sort of skip to the shop a bit quicker or whatever, but then they decide to go really slow. It's unacceptable behavior. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree. It's 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 just basic human manners, isn't it? As I say, it's if you if you're I think the same applies whether the drivers let you across the road or not. 
uh, even yep. if you've been cheeky just to nip just to nip e- e- either way it's just polite to get out of the way as quickly as you can exactly yeah if i'm doing it if i'm gonna cut across the road i'm gonna get a bit of a nip on mainly because there are cars on the road i don't know if these people have like been struck by fast metal but it doesn't feel nice probably uh no i don't suppose it <laughs> i don't suppose it Pe- does people can tweet us and let us know <laughs> I've I been, imagine I've been it's like on... being hit by Derek Henry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to choose between those. Um... I'd choose Henry over a car. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> right. I think I've probably covered any non-Titans related that, that I had. It's all, yeah, Tom Brady. I think Brian, Brian nailed Stuck that. Stuck a nerve. Think, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just be, be a better person. I bet Tom when Brady you... doesn't speed up when he's crossing the road, does he? I bet no if someone would be too scared to run over Tom Brady, especially when he was at the Patriots, imagine you were that person that hit Tom Brady with car. Half Actually, 31 teams would think you're a hero, so you'd probably have, you'd be outweighed, actually. More people would like you than not like you. I think if you're... Yeah, most of America, the judge is going to be lenient, I would have thought. Um, but... There we go. Right, let's get out of here. Um, we, well, we're seven and three. I think we to be just about believe we we could be. Let's be eight and three next time we speak. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, yeah. Get in touch. Let give us some. Let us know what you want us to do or do differently. Give us some. Give us some feedback at Transatlantic TN. You'll find us on Twitter. Um, yeah. In the meantime, eight and three. We'll speak to you next week. Tighten up. Tighten up.